Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Worship God this morning. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. I was breathing but not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you You called my name Let's work together. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. And the chains break out the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven.
Got a shout of praise this morning. Please join us as we continue worship.
today and every day, Father. And as we sing to you, the only one who is worthy, Father, I pray that you just open our hearts, Father, just to hear what you have to tell us today.
works right real life. He's worthy of his name. It's a new year, and we're just going to give it all to him this year. Celebrate big for Jesus. If you're excited to be here in 2021, can you just lift up another shout today? Let's just uh, get things going. Man, oh man, what a better place to be the first Sunday of a new year than right here in church. It's so great to see you. Happy New Year. And uh, I want you to check out this uh, passage from Philippians. It's going to be up here on the screen. It says this, in your relationships with one another, have the same, same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above all names and that that name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of the Father. And I don't know about you, but we need some glory from the Father here in 2021. So will you just give him a huge hand for all that he's going to do, not just here at Real Life, but in Cass County and beyond in 2021. We know that big things are in store. Well, let me say it again. Happy New Year. And will you turn and find someone around you and just give them a big greeting, a big Happy New Year before you sit down. And I want to extend a special Happy New Year to everyone joining us at Real Life Online. We're just so glad that you're here with us to so throw up some hearts, some likes, and all that good stuff. And hey, everyone here in the room, can we give a special greeting to everyone joining us at Real Life Online? Go on, let them, let them hear you. Let them hear you. All right. We're just so glad that our online folks, you get to be a part of what we're doing right here in the gathering at KT. We're honored to have you as our guest. And hey, speaking of guests, if you are brand new in this room or online, I want to just give you a special invitation to get your phone out, fill out our digital communication card. You're going to text RLNEW to 97000. And what that does, a member of our connection team will reach out to you sometime this week, completely digitally. No one's showing up at your doorstep, so don't worry if you haven't scraped the steps yet, okay? No one's coming, all right? But you, we'll reach out to you. Make sure you feel welcome here at Real Life Church and just overall just help this to feel like home. Speaking of that, if you're brand new and you're in the room today, please don't leave without stopping by our new here booth in the hub. We have a small gift for you, just our way of saying thanks for being here and welcome home. You know, Real Life Church, we're a church with a mission. We're on a mission. And like I said before, it's not just for us here in the room. It's for Cass County and beyond. And that mission is this. We, want, we exist to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way we like to say that, we're a church for the unchurched. We're a place that you can come and just find out about God. You might not know about God. You might not know what the Bible's all about and, and what's all in it. That's great. Come as you are, log on online as you are. We're the place that you can feel comfortable. We're not gonna give you a Bible quiz every week. We're not doing that, okay? So also the other way I like to think of that too is this is a place, if you already are a believer, that you can feel comfortable inviting a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, the person that's close to you, but far from God, 
Man, real life church is a place you know we're gonna make you feel welcome, make you feel at home, and just, that's our mission. We wanna see people find their real life and purpose. So I hope, hope, hope that we can do that big as we start off 2021. Now, there's some people here and some people online. You've been joining us for so long. We're so grateful for that. That's huge. That's amazing. You've been maybe enjoying the gatherings and just singing out and worshiping, but you're ready to take that next step. You're ready to get planted, put down some roots and really be a part of that mission. So today, first Sunday, first month, brand new year, perfect time to take that leap dive in and get connected with us at our next steps. It'll be after the second gathering, right around noon, give or take. And this is a perfect place to get planted and connected. It's called New to Church. And in that next step, New to Church, you're gonna find out about who we are and where we're going and how you can play a role in what we're doing here at Real Life Church. So I highly encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, make make today the day that you just step out in faith and see what's going on here at Real Life Church. We would love to have you. Well, guys, I have a kind of a serious question for you, okay? When is it okay to throw a punch? Barry, you might be, are you an expert on this subject? Barry, when's it okay to, no, I'm just kidding. Put him on the spot. When's it okay to throw a punch? Well, 2020 may have knocked you down, but I'm gonna tell you something, folks. 2020 did not knock you out. There's a lot of fight left. And you know what, in 2021, more than ever, it's so important for us to get back up and start fighting for the things of God again. In 2021, God is going to just use us in a powerful way and train us up. We're gonna knuckle up as we hit this year head on and see how God's calling us all to be warriors. Check it out. I don't wish to waste my life on futile matters on the whisper of mist that is most men's days. For those who do, I say, do not concede to that of stone. The fight that is before us is but the calling to awaken one's soul. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in us all. All right, Happy New Year once again. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, I love this video because it's a great picture of 2020, right? Like we were knocked down but not knocked out. Come on, somebody. I know for some of us this is a crazy year, and I'm excited for 21. Hoping it's going to be a little better. I don't think it can get much worse. Come on. <laughs> Something may happen. Who knows? I was glad you didn't answer the question. We went to throw a punch, and Barry just punched me right there. Like, now's a good time. <laughs> just because you want to preach because you knocked me out. That's how I was going to roll. Uh, but this is a comeback year. This is the year. It's the roaring 20s. Come on, somebody. It's just the, the time to get things back in order. I don't know about you. I've got to get to the gym <laughs> a little bit here. Uh, cut some weight, right? Some of us got to get some bad habits cut out of our lives. Uh, we got to get back in shape. Uh, some of us got to get our finances back together, pay off all those credit cards from Christmas. And so I believe this year is going to be a breakout year, a comeback year for all of us. And I will say thank you guys on our dream team that served so hard. I hope you guys had a great week off getting refreshed uh, with your family. Uh, I know from the dream team, you guys uh, deserve a week off. I mean, setting this up and taking it down. Come on, give it up for our dream team. We love you guys, every one of you that give and 
serve and make a difference. I want to let you know we notice you. Um, everything you do, I know you guys serve way behind the scenes, and there's so much that happens every single week that uh, you may not think somebody notices or sees, but we notice it. And our leadership, we see it. And I want to say thank you guys for all the, the faithfulness, all the hard work, everything you're doing. You guys matter here at Real Life because you guys, this mission goes forward. So thanks for being part of this. Give up one more time for our dream team. I love you guys. So this is going to be fun this morning. Um, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this message way too much. This just fits me too well um, in this part of the series. So we'll, you'll see. Um, but in this series, uh, we're talking about taking some stuff back. I don't know about you in 2020. I don't know if you're tired of getting knocked down. I feel like I was getting knocked down all the time. And this is a season of fighting back. Uh, there's probably some temptation you're going to have to conquer this year. I don't know we you got to take those goals from 2020 and just copy and paste them right to 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't accomplish anything we wanted to accomplish, but God was in it. And this year, he's got to take some stuff back. I, I started cutting soda out of my life. You can tell. It's only been three days. So we're going to see how that goes. I know you guys are all for me, right? Uh-huh. We'll see. You'll see. <laughs> some of you guys, first thing I tell people I'm cutting soda, they start bringing me soda. <laughs> temptation. You guys are like Satan. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I love you guys. But you guys got discipline to start this year. There's a habit you got to create. Maybe there's a debt to eliminate, a temptation to conquer. Maybe there's a relationship you got to mend this year. And so I believe God has called us to be a warrior in 2021. There's a battle cry you got to have. And I want to hear you guys' brave heart moment. I want to hear you guys' battle cry. You guys ready for this? I want to hear your best from the gut battle cry. You ready? One, two, three. Come on. Hey, that was better than I expected. I already lined out a line that told you guys this wasn't Planet Fitness. Come on. I mean, you guys brought that a little bit. I love that little Braveheart moment. And uh, we're going to work on that all throughout this series. But there's a battle cry moment. Like God's calling us to make a difference in this season. And I know we're going to talk a lot about men in this series. It seems a little masculine and all the, just, just testosterone. I know, Barry, I guess you're the picture of testosterone in the front row for Drew. I don't know what it was. Uh, but ladies, no doubt you guys are warriors. Uh, you ladies fight for your family, you fight for your kids. And uh, Lord knows you keep us husbands, us thick-headed husbands in line. Come on. No amens. Okay, perfect. But this is this confusion on what it is to be a man. Like how can you be tough? in general? Like, how can you be powerful and meek? Like, how can you be forgiving but stern? Like, how can you really be a man? Was, like, Jesus soft in the New Testament? Like, was he a soft? Would, he, would Jesus want to fly? Come on. Would he hit the fly? Would Jesus afraid of getting injured? Like, was he afraid of hurting somebody's feelings? Was he afraid to let somebody down? I mean, think about Jesus. He's this mild, meek, Galilean shepherd surrounded by sheep. Come on, somebody. And all these kids love to be around him. He had a heart full of compassion and love, but the Bible says he was fierce. Like, I believe he was one of the greatest warriors of all. The Bible says this about being a warrior and who God is. In Exodus 15, 3, it says this, The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. I love what it says in Matthew 10, 34. This is about Jesus. He says, Don't suppose I've come to bring peace on earth. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Jesus came and he divided things. You think about Luke chapter 4, and here's Jesus going back to his hometown. And he's telling them he's the Messiah, he's the, the chosen one of God. And I don't know if you've been a first-generation Christian in your family before, but this is what happened to Jesus. He was rejected. I don't know if you've had that feeling before. And so the people of the town literally take Jesus and push him, and they want to push him off the edge of a cliff. So they take him to the edge of the town and say, we're going to kill this guy because there's no way. You're just a carpenter's son. You're not really the Messiah. And I don't know what Jesus was wearing that day. Like maybe it was cut off sleeves. Maybe it was a plaid shirt. I don't know if he had tattoos. I don't know what was going on. But literally, he just looked through the crowd and walked straight through and nobody touched him. I don't know if his muscles got bigger supernaturally, you know, just bulked up and just looked at everybody and walked straight out. See, Jesus was on mission. He was a warrior. He knew how to go to a cross in the future. You know, to battle sin, death, and the grave for us. 
Now think about Jesus being a warrior. Man, think about this in Revelation 19. This is John. He writes this when he's exiled to the island of Patmos. This is a vision he has. He says, I saw the heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. Look at verse 13. It says, he is dressed, look at this, in a robe dipped in blood. No amens. <laughs> and his name is the word of God. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword, which will strike down the nations. And on his robe and on his thigh is written the name, King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus had the sweetest tattoo ever. Come on, somebody. I mean, you're going to meet him one day. King of kings and Lord of lords. I don't know what kind of script it's in, but it's got to be pretty bad. I don't know about you. When a dude shows up to the court or the field and he has a robe dipped in blood, I don't know. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm going with, I'm going with the guy the rub, uh, the road in blood, right? Like, I'm picking him on my team. If you're on dodgeball in high school, youth group, whatever, that dude's on your team, right? Like, he's going to win. He's going to devour. Jesus was a warrior. And I believe God has given every warrior, and that's us today, three things to do. I believe he's given us someone to protect. And I love this in Nehemiah 4.14. This is like the brave heart moment of the Bible. Here are these Israelites, these Jewish people coming out, uh, this remnant uh, coming back, and they're establishing Jerusalem, been torn down, the walls destroyed. And Nehemiah tells his people this saying, this brave heart saying, he says, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. This is like a Liam Neeson moment. Come on, somebody. I mean, this is like taking one, two, and three. You know that guy, right? I mean, he's gonna fight for his family. He is driven. Now, I think about that. I love that movie, by the way. I watched a little Liam Neeson last night again just to get fired up about this message. I love what it said. Come on, Barry, he's laughing over here too much. But John 15, 13 says this about us. He says, greater love has no one than this but to lay down one's life for his friends. I mean, the greatest thing you can do is sacrifice yourself for somebody else. This is a story of Jesus did on the cross for us. But in 2021, God's calling us to lay down our lives for somebody around us. Somebody maybe in your family. Like we're going to lay down our lives for our spouse and for our kids. And we're going to protect somebody in this season. Are you willing to lay down your life? I mean, I don't know about you, but if Liam Neeson was my dad, I'm telling you what, man, I would try to get taken to see what he would do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to get this on video. I'm going to be a millionaire. I mean, I love that line, man. I will hunt you down and I will kill you. Like, I don't know about you, that's an amazing picture of a father. I don't know, as a son or daughter, if you had that kind of dad in your life, if you had the kind of person in your life that had your back no matter what, no matter what happened to you, they were going to hunt somebody down for you. Come on, somebody. And I think that's a picture of what it is to be a dad and what it is to fight in this season. You know, we're called to fight and protect our kids. I mean, who else is going to fight for our kids besides us? Who knows the, the Satan doesn't ring the front doorbell? Ding dong, I'm here. <laughs> he comes in through a window, right? He comes in through relationships. He comes in through a lot of different avenues. You know, the average age that somebody starts watching pornography is age 11. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that disgusting? Isn't that hard to imagine? And that's how Satan works. He's got a strategy for your kids. He's got a strategy for your family. He roams around as a lion seeking who, can, who he can destroy. Like Satan has a plan for 2021. I don't know what your plan is, but Satan's got one. He's got one for your kids. And as a parent, you're called to fight for your kids. There's probably some relationships that are going on with your kids and you kind of see it, but you're like, I know there's something that shouldn't be happening and you're directing it as a parent, but you don't tell your kid that, right? But you, yes, you do. There you go. Come on, new type of parenting. I like that. 
actually normal kind of parenting. But, you know, you're pushing around, right? And I'll, I'll tell you how this looks like, how to protect your kids. And uh, I'm not saying I was the grace of this, but I, I do have a fun story about this. Uh, when I was an, a youth pastor, I used to teach uh, this, um, uh, we call it lifeguard, but it was basically like an anti-sex ed class. It was absence program. And I would go into Belden and Raymore and Grandview for two weeks into ninth grade, which is always fun. And I would teach in the health class, and I would tell them about how not to have sex, how to be absent, right? And it was a great opportunity to, to challenge the kids and have fun and uh, get a message out. But I met a lot of kids, and a lot of those kids started coming to youth group. And uh, throughout these years and years I did it, I got a name for myself, and it's not a cool name. It really, I just, they just call me the sex guy, okay? And um, <laughs> I just don't know what to say. It's just awkward. Because when you go to Walmart, okay? And the, the little girl in high school says, hey, it's a sex guy, and the dad looks like Barry. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like, no. <laughs> like, I get out of here, you know. <laughs> so we got to, like, cut that out, you know. Um, but anyway, I met a lot of interesting people. And one of those guys, his name was Rick. And Rick, he was, he was doing drugs. And he was selling drugs. And, he, and I knew that because he told me, but you never know what teenagers tell you is true or not. But after two weeks with him, He's a stoner, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can just tell, like, who's, who's rolling, who's doing her thing. And so um, fast forward about six months, I'm at home, and my oldest foster daughter, uh, Taylor, she's telling me about this boy, and he's so cute, and he likes her, and they're going to go on a date, and his name's Rick. I'm like, Rick, all right, what's his last name? She tells me his last name. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's been to youth group before. And so I said, well, you know, Rick is a... Rick, Rick does drugs, and he sells drugs. Like, oh, no, he doesn't. He's so cute. You just don't like him, da 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 I'm like, well, I said, why don't you go around and ask your friends about Rick a little bit? Because I know, I know he does this because uh, in my phone, I didn't bring it up here, but I, I have Rick's number because <laughs> he's been in youth group, and he's told me all this stuff. But don't take my word for it. Uh, just go around and talk to your friends and find out before you go on a date on Friday and see if this guy actually does drugs and sells it. And sure enough, you give it about four or five days, and... You're right, Dad. He does drugs. <laughs> like he's a stoner, and this we're called to protect your parent or your kids, right? Like we're watching, and I don't know about you, but if your parent works in the school district you go to, I'm sorry. Like we know the stories, we see what's going on, and but we're called to protect our kids. We're called to steer those relationships, and sometimes you plant that seed and just push a direction. But I want to encourage you that we fight for our kids. We're not fighting physically for our kids. Like, we're not going to be, like, taken and cut somebody down, although that would be really cool, all right? But we're not doing that, right? But we're fighting for our kids emotionally. And this is so important to understand because we get this wrong so much, especially us guys, because we're kind of dense. Like, we see it like this, and it should just happen. But we're, we're called to care for our kids. We're not in a behavior modification kind of world. Like, we just don't set up a bunch of rules and tell them how to do it, and they should do it. And they look good on the outside, but on the inside, man, they may be sitting down on the outside, but they're standing up on the inside. Like, it's so easy to kind of conform your kid to look a certain way and do a certain thing, but their heart's not in it. And I want to encourage you as a dad or as a mom that our greatest responsibility is to shepherd our kid's heart. Our greatest responsibility is to help them develop heart transformation. There's a big difference between behavior modification and heart transformation. And God's calling us to transform hearts. Here's how you know you're getting it right. You get it right when your kid gets in trouble, and instead of running, running from you, they run to you. Amen? And that's hard to do. Like, it's hard to do that when your kids leave home that they actually want to come back. Like, that's tough to do. And I want to encourage you in this season to fight for your kids. Fight emotionally for your kids. What does that look like? It looks like a lot more questions than answers. And as they get older, you almost become more of a mentor than a parent, like, with a restrictive authority. Like, you got to be careful on your boundaries, and you got to be kind and compassionate. And you got to get walked on, but still show grace and mercy and love. It's tough being a parent, isn't it? No amens. They're like, oh, yeah. All their kids are next to him right now. They can't say amen, right? <laughs> but I'm telling you, you're called to protect your kids. It's a fight.
But you might say, well, my kids don't listen. They don't listen. They don't listen. They don't listen. Can I encourage you? They are listening more than you think. I was a youth pastor 10 years. Man, they're listening to you. They listen to you. You have the number one voice in their life right now. I'm telling you all the way through. They listen to you. And they're waiting for a word of affirmation. You know, I was thinking about uh, my kids a couple weeks ago. And, and Jack, he did something crazy. Uh, I got up in the morning. And uh, I opened the door. And Amy runs out. They share a room. She's on a low bunk. And she runs by me because she just loves mommy. So she's like, hey, dad, bye. And uh, I'm like right there by a laundry room, which is outside the, the kid's bedroom. And I hear Jack. He's on the top bunk, and he likes to sleep in a little bit. So he's just, like, relaxing, whatever. And all of a sudden, I start hearing him talking to himself. I'm like, what in the world? That's so weird. He never does that. And so he, he's over there, and he goes, man, if I jump off this bunk, my dad would be so proud of me. I'm like, what? Like, this bunk, it's like five and a half feet, okay? And he's, he's only, he just, he just turned four, okay, when he jumped off this thing. And so I'm, I'm in the hallway, and I'm like, oh, I better get in there. Before I could turn the corner, Wham! I'm like, oh, dude, there's a hospital visit. He's gone. And I get in there. He's on the ground like a frog. He looks at me, Dad, I jumped off the bed. <laughs> okay, son, I'm so proud of you, Jack, but you don't have to jump off the bed for me to be proud of you. I love you, buddy. But so much that your kids want to hear your voice. They want to hear that you're proud of them. They want to hear the words of affirmation. They want you to stand up for them and fight for them. Man, you got to fight for your family. Man, how often are we praying for our family? Man, how often we get on our knees and just beg God for freedom for our family this year? We protect them from the evil one. They lead you in the direction. How often do we open the word of God and let our kids see us read the Bible? Like how often are we following Jesus and just laying it out for them? We can't control our kids, but they're going to model exactly who we are. I mean, how often do we try to get our kids around the people of God? It was always irritating as a youth pastor when parents wouldn't bring their kids to youth group. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. It's like, man, like they need to be around these people, these, these positive influences in their life. Man, get them to church. Man, get them around the people of God that can influence them. Because the secret about being a parent is not what you say. It's what everybody else says around them. And you I'm not going to say control that, but you work for that, amen? You put the right friends in their life in this season. You know, you got to share the joy of giving and generosity with them. You know, I don't remember this last year, or last November, two Novembers ago, we did a series called Margin. You guys did Dave Ramsey stuff, right? You guys saved some money, pay off some credit cards, all this stuff. And one of the things Dave Ramsey challenged us with was this Thanksgiving story where he went to Waffle House. I don't know if you remember that story. And so this year, um, just by happen chance, the story came to mind. It's Thanksgiving Day. And so just how it played out, me and Diane and the kids were all in my truck. We went to an ATM, didn't have enough cash. I pulled out $100 worth of cash. I drive to Waffle House here in Belton, and I pull up to the glass window. And I go inside and order a coffee, which I hate coffee. <laughs> but I drank this coffee, okay? And I stuck $100 of 20s underneath the coffee cup. I ran back to my truck and sat with my wife and kids, and we had our phone, because I wanted to check, and they were like looking like, what the heck's going on out there, you know? And they were seeing what happening, and I told Jackie, what are you doing, Dad? And it's like, well, hey, we're, we're giving money to somebody here at Waffle House. It's, it's Thanksgiving, and if this lady's working on Thanksgiving, man, it must be a pretty tough life, like to be serving at a Waffle House on Thanksgiving. And so I'm sitting down, we're sharing this moment, watching this happen, and just having the joy of generosity being spread to my kids. Like, I wanted them to see the impact when we give. That money's not just made for us to have all these fun toys. I, mean, we, I know Christmas, you guys still got toys everywhere, right? It's just not made for us. It's made to bring generosity to other people. And that's what we're called to do as parents, is to fight for that. So let's know that this world is not about us. But I love what the Bible says about being a warrior. 2 Samuel says this in verse 10, verse, verse 12. It says, be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. Now, I don't know about you. It may be time to throw a punch spiritually, Amen. 
When was the last time we threw a punch spiritually? When we prayed, when we got up early, read the word of God, when we prayed with our kids. I don't know about you, 2021, we need to be strong physically, preaching to myself, but we need to be strong spiritually, amen? Like we need, we're called to fight for somebody in our lives. Second thing is this, we're called to, to advance a kingdom. Not only does every warrior have someone to protect, but has a kingdom to advance. Luke chapter 9, verse 1 says this, When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure all diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of who? Who did he proclaim? It's on the screen. Maybe it's not. It is. It's there. Proclaim the kingdom of? We're working on it, baby. You guys got to be warriors. We got to get there, right? Proclaim the kingdom of God. I mean, so often we think the kingdom is about us. We're reminded today that 2021 is all about Jesus. And if we get this right, like we seek first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added unto us. Like it's all about Jesus, and it's all about his story, and it's all about his fame and his name and his renown in this season. And we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're praying for his kingdom to come to our earth. We're praying for a piece of heaven to come here. And the Bible says that God gives us the keys to bind things on earth that will be bound in heaven and to loose things on earth that will be loosed in heaven. What that means is you have the power to tie things up and you have the power to set things free. I don't know about you, in 2021, there's some things that we need to tie up. There's been some destructive attitudes this last year. There's been some selfishness. I mean, there's been some destructive habits. There's been some stuff in our lives, some words that we've maybe spoken or spoken over us that we need to bind up and we take captive of so they're, they're bound tightly and they're pulled from our hearts. Those are some things in 2021 we need to let loose. And I want to encourage you this year to do one thing very well, and that's to give words of affirmation and encouragement in 2021. Like we can let the words of affirmation flow and build other people up. Let me tell you how powerful your words are because they do have the power to tie people up and to set them free. Back in 1997, long before I was married to my wife, Diane, she was in a Girl Scout camp. And, uh, you know, Girl Scouts, they sing all these different songs. And when they were singing, uh, one of her friends told her that you weren't good enough to sing and you should not sing around people. Um, and I don't know all the words that were said. But Diane, in 1997, stopped singing for almost a decade because one person had the words spoken over her, maybe 15 words, that said you weren't good enough to do this. You shouldn't do it. Can you imagine how powerful our words are in 2021? The words we speak to our friends you know, the kingdom of, of God advances through people. The kingdom of God advances through people. As much as we want to control what God is doing, our kingdom of God advances through your kids. It advances to the person sitting next to you on both sides. It advances for the person that's in the seat in front of you. It advances to the, the empty seat next to you that God wants to use. It advances through people. That's what God does. We're in the people business. We're in the business of bringing heaven to earth. Now, I just want to know how much of heaven are you letting loose on earth in 2021? What's your plan? Like, how much heaven are you going to let loose in your family this year? I don't know, for some of us, we're like, I'm letting something loose in 2021, but it hasn't been heaven, right? <laughs> like, it's been something else. Like, you know what I'm talking about. There's just people that's like, I can't stand to be around. They're so negative. And this year, I'm going to call you to be an encourager. I'm going to call you out to be an encourager. Now, some of you guys are great encouragements. Like, some of you go way out of your way as a business leader, maybe as a team leader, maybe as a spouse, maybe as a parent. I mean, you go out of the way and you go the extra mile. You buy the extra muffin, right? You write the extra note. And can I encourage you, when you go far enough where you feel like you just done everything you could do, just to double it. Can I encourage you to do that? Just to double it. Like, whatever you're doing you think is great, just push it even farther because people need to hear these words of affirmation. You know, they say people quit, don't quit bad jobs, they quit bad bosses. People leave where they're not valued. It's maybe why kids run away from home. They don't feel the value. 
They don't feel significant. And can I encourage you, if there's any place in the world that somebody should feel significant, it should be around the people of God, amen? Like we're warriors that fight for people. Ain't nobody else fighting for people. People fight about everything, but they're not fighting for people. In 2021, I believe God has called us to fight for our family and to advance the kingdom. I mean, you might be saying, I'm tired of people. I don't know about you. You ever get tired of people? Like you just want to go to your workshop and just build something, right? You just get tired of people. And I love this verse in Galatians 6, 9. It says, let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Man, don't give up on your kids. Man, don't give up on your spouse. Don't give up on your friendships. It will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Can I encourage you that we advance the kingdom through people and not to be a ball hog? Like not to be a ball hog. What's that mean? Like so often we get something from God and we want to control it. Like we want to organize it, polish it, take control of it, don't want to hand somebody because they're not going to do it as well as we're going to do it. And in leadership, we see it all the time. Like we're almost ball hogs for Jesus sometimes, amen? Like we just want to do everything in our own power, our own strength, but God is calling you to enlist other people in the mission. God's calling you to invite somebody to church and to become part of the team or become part of your family, to be a spiritual father to maybe one of your kids' friends, and to be the kind of guy that stands up and does the right thing, not just fight for your kids, but other people in the community. I believe that God wants to push the kingdom forward, advance it through you, and I believe the best way to do that is to be on the dream team. I believe one of the best ways to advance the kingdom is to be on the dream team because we get low and we serve people. So we're called to do. We lay down our lives every week. You guys would come in and set up all these chairs and put all this together. Like, you're not getting any glory. There's no trophy. You didn't get any blue stars or brownie points. I love brownie points, by the way. I make them up all the time. I do a brownie point for that. Cool, I'm going to do it, you know, just because I can. Diane told me I couldn't flip off the ground like a ninja last night. I said, do I get a brownie point if I do it? She said, absolutely. So I tried it, and I found out I can't. So it's cool. It's going to work on that. 21 goal, right, right there. Just do one of those ninja flips. All right, I'm going to work on that. But I'm going to encourage you, like, you guys advance the kingdom through people. When you serve on the dream team, you make a huge difference. And we need people serving. Uh, our youth group is really a great size, and they're meeting a location, but they need some extra help. These are people who love teenagers and love God. You think, well, ah, I can't stand teenagers. Man, they're so open to the word of God. I mean, to get people to change is tough. Get teenagers, they're listening. They listen. And you say whatever the parents say, and they think you're like a genius, you know? <laughs> like, wow, I never heard that before. It's like your parents have been saying that your whole life, dude. But, yeah, you're a genius. Uh, but I encourage you to serve and give back. And today's a great day to start that out. Like maybe last year, you're like, man, I kind of dabbled in it. I, I'm thinking about serving. Man, jump in. We got so many different teams. Like whatever your gifting is and your passion, we can put you in that place. It's not just set up and tear down. We got people that make phone calls that care for people, people that, are, that help people when they're sick. Obviously, we got people that sing on stage. There's people who bring a lesson to our kids every single week that care for these kids, that pray for these kids. Uh, we have an amazing team. We have 126 people that serve every single week that make a difference. I want to invite you, understand me, to make an impact this year by being on the dream team. Not only this, God has called you to protect somebody, to advance his kingdom. The last thing is this, is you have a battle to win. That God has called you to win a battle in 2021. I love what David said in Psalm 144. It says, praise the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Man, that's amazing. I was like, I wish my hands were trained for war and my fingers for battle. That's, i got to take something over this year, right? I'm going to tell you something. Christianity is not a playground. Like, it's not something that's comfortable, it's something that's easy, it's something that's convenient and clock my three hours on Sunday morning or whatever it is for you, right? Like, that's not what Christianity is. Christianity is a battleground. Like, you're fighting the principalities of darkness. Like, you're fighting Satan himself, the evil one that's battling for souls of people. You know, the only thing that goes to heaven is the word of God and people. That's it. That's the only thing you're going to have in eternity is the word of God and people. And God is calling us to fight a battle in this season. 
against the things of darkness. I mean, maybe in your life you didn't have a good example of this growing up. Maybe you didn't have a godly warrior in your life. Maybe not a righteous leader. You know, a lot of us, we saw warriors maybe passive, maybe angry, maybe abusive, and maybe had nobody in your life that ever told you that you are a warrior, that you're called by God to stand up and do the right thing. You're called by God to throw the first punch, amen, for Jesus. Like you're not gonna stand for it anymore. Now I want you to declare today that you are a warrior, that you are a warrior today. I'm hoping God begins to do something in your life. I hope that God begins to stir some kind of passion in your heart, that you're gonna protect somebody this year. You're gonna have a habit being broken. You're gonna advance the kingdom. We're gonna invite you to make a difference and then you're gonna win a battle. Who's ready to slay the dragon? Come on, somebody. You guys ready to slay a dragon? I know you guys got some old changes to get done, right? You gotta pick up the house in 2021. You gotta slay the dragon, right? Make it to vanquish the enemy. I mean, some of you guys are gonna be praying for people. I mean, some of you guys gotta pay off their credit card this year. I mean, how do we step into this? Like, how do we become a warrior? Like, how do we fight this battle in 2021? Man, I want to encourage you, it's really simple, man. Victory is not always found in the things you conquer later, but victory is found in your faithfulness today, your obedience to the small things today. I know we want to have a victory when, you know, I get down that certain weight or when we're debt-free or when that credit card's paid off, but your victory is found in every little step of obedience. You know, Jesus wasn't just victorious when he was on the cross. He wasn't just victorious in that moment. Jesus was victorious back when he was in 40 days of fasting, which is how you should begin the year. And then he immediately was tempted by Satan. And he was victorious when Satan said, hey, if you're hungry, why don't you turn the stone into some bread? He looked at Satan and said, hey, man don't live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And he won the battle because he was obedient in the moment. And Satan said, well, why don't you just jump off this cliff because uh, angels will pick you up. They misquoted a verse out of the Old Testament. And Jesus said, don't tempt the Lord your God. He was obedient in that moment. And then he said, why don't you bow down and worship me because everything you can see, you can have. He said, I'm not going to worship you. There's only one true God, Satan, and you're not it. I'm only going to worship him. See, Jesus was obedient in those moments. His victory was found when he went to a woman that was being accused of being a prostitute. And he went in the sand. He drew a line and said, if you have not sinned, cast the first stone. And he, those religious leaders walked away one by one because they knew they were all guilty of sin. See, Jesus won the battle every step of the way. I mean, he was a warrior when he went into the temple and he flipped over the tables. Can you imagine showing up to church one Sunday and flipping over tables? That'd be awesome, by the way. I'll give you brownie points for that, right? But he was a warrior in the garden as he prayed. And he asked, he asked his father, not my will, but yours be done. Like if there's another way I'm gonna take it, but hey, father, I'm gonna follow you. I'm a warrior in this moment. He was victory when he was on the cross and he was mocked and spit on. And he said the words, father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He was victorious on the cross when he defeated sin, hell, and the graves for us. And he gave his last breath. And he said, into, my, into, my, into your hands I commend my spirit. Man, Jesus was a warrior. He lived as a warrior and he died as a warrior. Man, what's your battle this year? What's your battle cry for 2021? You better come up with one. Satan's got one and God has one for you as well. Man, maybe you're out of shape. Come on, I'm preaching to myself right here. Come on. No amens, all right. Maybe you got some debt to eliminate. I mean, most of us were swimming in debt. Maybe you've been passive spiritually. Maybe you're just letting the ball drop. Maybe you've been in the word of God. Maybe you're not leading your family. Maybe you're losing the battle with an addiction. Maybe it's a battle of pornography. Maybe you're lacking spiritual confidence in this season. Can I encourage you that your victory isn't found six months from now? That your victory is found today? Your victory isn't found by going to the gym for three months and losing 30 pounds? That your victory is found today not stopping at KC's or Quick Trip, getting that little, uh, little, cosmic brownie, come on somebody, whatever it is, 
you got something. I don't know what it is. But what, what, I forget what they call that, that, that addiction, that, ah, uh, oh, can't remember the term. I'm losing my mind here. This is what happens when you don't eat sugar for three days. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, you might be losing the battle with some of these things in your life, but today you're going to pay off some stuff. Maybe you don't pay off the full credit card, but you put some extra money towards it. Maybe you have a strategic plan to get out of debt this year. And in six months and a year, maybe you're debt-free or maybe you paid off the one credit card. But you start putting some extra money on every single month. Maybe you didn't memorize the whole book of the Bible. Come on. But you opened your Bible today. See, victory is just found in those little steps of obedience. You are a warrior today. You know, the devil's going to attack you and fight back with the word of God. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And you have the power to tell Satan to get away. You can tell Satan, get your hand off my family. I mean, get your hands off my finances. Get your hands off my future. This is my year. This is my life. Like, I'm a warrior for God. I'm not going to roll over. I'm not going to be a Sally in 2021. Like, I'm getting back up. Like, I may be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. You know, maybe there's been men in your life that have cheated or lied or been passive or full of lust or pride or anger. Man, I just believe this, generationally speaking, for you, it stops with you. It stops with you. It stops today. There's so many men in our lives that have not lived up to the warrior status of God. And God is calling you to be a warrior today. I love what it says in Joel about the heart of a warrior. Joel chapter 3. Not a very popular book, a little minor prophet in the Old Testament. Shout out to Joel, by the way. He was here. He's not back there. I lied. All right, but it says this. Say to nations far and wide, get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance the attack. Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. Come on, somebody. That'd be me right now. Come quickly, all you nations everywhere. Gather together in the valley. And now, O Lord, call out your warriors. You are a warrior. I love what David didn't say to Goliath. Like he didn't go up to this giant Philistine in this valley. He didn't say this, um, uh, Mr. Goliath, sir, um, let's talk about this in a civil nature. I suggest we seek a neutral third party, man, who can help us acknowledge and validate each other's feelings. We can work towards a peaceful, amicable reconciliation. No. David walked out there and said, you come against the armies of the living God, and who are you to do that? And he knelt down and he picked up a stone. Come on, somebody. And in 21, I believe God's calling you to pick up a stone. Like there's something in your life you gotta protect. There's something in your life you gotta stand up for and say, hey, look, I will hunt you down. (laughs) I will kill you. Like I'm gonna fight for you. And no matter what you do, I'm here for you. No matter what, how far you run, now big a mess, I will always care for you. Love, there's a kingdom to advance in this season. You gotta pick up a stone. Some of you guys say this year, this is the year I'm gonna give back. The church has given a lot to me. God's given a lot to me. This year I'm giving back to somebody else. I'm gonna advance the kingdom. I'm gonna be a servant. I'm gonna pour into people around me. For some of you guys, you gotta battle with. You gotta set a goal for this year. You gotta go to battle. You gotta wage war. And I believe God is gonna do it because you are a warrior. Father, we come before you. God, we thank you so much for who you are. God, you've called us to be a warrior just like you were the greatest warrior of all time. God, I know today somebody in this room, God, you're speaking to. God, that we pick up a stone. God, we're tired of doing it our own way. God, we look towards you and your strength 
And God, we would break some habits. God, we'd start some habits. For some of us, we're swimming in debt. This is the year that we're gonna pick up a stone and we're gonna start hammering down our debt. This is the year that we're gonna remend those relationships. This is the year I'm gonna fight for my kids like I've never fought for them before. This is the year I'll be closer to you. I'm gonna be spiritually strong in this season. I don't know about you, but who in this season without me looking around would say, you know what? I'm gonna pick up a stone in 2021. If that's you, would you lift your hand high? So I'm gonna pick up a stone in 2021 and put those hands up if that's you today. That's your hands. I wanna pray for you. Father God, help us to be warriors in this season. Help us to see 21 as a future. God, that you are in it. God, help us to be the kind of parents, men that love our kids thick and thin. Doesn't mean we don't have rules, doesn't mean we don't push, but God, we are full of grace and we are shepherding our kids' heart. God, we pray for our kids. They would follow you and love you. God, pray for us as leaders. God, that we'd wage war. God, that we'd take ground from the enemy, whatever team we lead, whatever department we lead, whatever organization we lead. God, I pray you call us to lead. God, in this season, God, help us to pick up a stone and throw a punch. I'll pray for one group of people today, and that's those of you that realize that Jesus has been battling for you. Jesus has fought for you. Maybe today you realize that Jesus gave it all for you, that Jesus is the greatest warrior, and his whole life was given for you. He gave his best so you could have forgiveness. The Bible says that anybody who calls the name of Jesus will be forgiven and made new. Who is Jesus? Jesus, sinless son of God. He came to this earth to go to the cross, to fight the battle for your sin, for your hell, for all the wrongs that you did. God exchanged him for his rights on the cross. And the day he offers a free gift called salvation to you. And anybody who calls the name of Jesus will receive that gift. And so if that's you, maybe you're online watching. Maybe you're here today. I would encourage you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Can you raise your hand if that's you and say, I need Jesus today. I need forgiveness. I need new life. If that's you, just pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thanks so much for Jesus. Thank you for new life. Thank you for being a warrior for me. When I was helpless, when I didn't know what was going on, God, you died for me. God, you fought my hell. You fought my battle. God, you defeated my sin. God, I want you to have my life. I want to serve you. And I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for those who came to Christ. Come on, where's the warriors in the house? You guys warriors, 2021? I'm gonna feel it. I was waiting to see Pastor Sean do a backflip off this stage. I think you can do it. That's next week, come back. That's next week. Hey, if you made a decision for Jesus today, I want you guys to know that we are so excited for you. It's not the end of something. It's the beginning of a great journey. We don't want you to do that journey alone. We wanna be right there next to you. So. I've got a couple great next steps for you if that's you today. And the first one is this, is just let us know about your decision by texting RLNEXT to 97000. We'll have a connection team member reach out to you over the phone, get with you, just make you feel at home right here at Real Life and just get you connected and help you in any way that we possibly can. If you happen to be with us in person today, stop at the back of the worship center. We've got one of these red bags back there. Inside there's a Bible, there's some link to some other resources. Man, what a great first step, next step, to get started on your journey after making that decision. So for everybody else online and with us today for the whole church, I got a couple other great next steps for you as well. First one is this, Pastor Sean talked about being on the dream team. The first process or the first way to do that is go to our next steps class. You go to this class and man, you find out so much information about yourself, about real life. It is our process to onboard and just to get on and, and on the team, become a warrior to serve God and fulfill your role and purpose in the kingdom. So all you do is just join us after the gathering. You follow the, 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 the signs all the way back to the next steps. Man, we would love to hang out with you back there today. The second one is this, as Sean also talked about life groups. I would really like to encourage you guys to pray about what God would have you guys as far as stepping up in the role of being what's called a life group leader. And man, all that is is just being a host, being a leader for a small group, just to go in and just lead people spiritually. 
you create an environment for people to get to know God and just become connected in a, in a, in a group. Man, I think about the people that I've gotten to hang out with in life groups. And this last semester has been no exception. People that I knew at church just randomly said hi. They started off, they came in and they became friends and I almost look at them as family now. We've spent time together, we've prayed together. We've been able just to grow closer together because we see what we all struggle with. And as a life group leader, you become a warrior and you create that environment for people just to feel comfortable because you walk in the world today and you see the news and you just see the bad stuff around 2020 and we're done with it, but people get beat down. And you don't think you're special. A lot of people I know, they're like, I can't do that. Well, you don't have to be special. You just have to create an opportunity for God to work in their lives. And all you have to do is have open arms. And that's the first step to being a life group leader. And man, that will make you a, a warrior. I know Pastor Sean, we've seen, we've seen so many people just step up and they're like, man, I don't feel qualified. I don't know what to do. We've had people, life group leaders that will just do anything. They've had pickleball groups. Uh, you don't have to run a Bible study. And I mean, I've been encouraged by seeing people just do some crazy, crazy stuff for God. So. I mean, I'll let Sean talk a little bit more, but it's just cool people to see you know, what God has gifted them to do and they just step up and become leaders and they never look back and they say, man, I wish I would have done it sooner. So it's cool. Yeah, I would encourage you guys, jump on the dream team and jump in as a life group leader. Uh, we got a whole amazing apprenticing process. Process. You're not gonna be on your own, just jumping out and trying to figure it out, but we'd encourage you. Uh, just do what you're doing already. Um, if you're doing another group or you're something you're interested in life, you've got a thing going on, just make it a life group. Just invite people apart of what you're doing already. I want to encourage you, the third thing is this, and this is um, really cool. I want to celebrate really big what God's doing, but I encourage you to give regularly here in real life. And uh, most of you guys do that in this room today. And I also want to encourage you what God has done in this last uh, season of 2020, this last month, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, we had this heart for the house giving, um, absolutely incredible moment. Um, you guys gave over $35,000 for heart for the house. Come on, somebody. Absolutely incredible. Able to move the needle, uh, able to, to, to mobilize uh, our campus, our digital campus, able, able to develop leaders because of you guys. And so I to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for you guys who gave towards this. It's gonna change the pace of which we move in 2021. Um, you know, we always say that the, 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 the pastor sets the vision, but the people give the, set the pace. And you guys set a great pace for this year. This last month, you guys gave in December a record month $58,000. Come on, that is crazy. That is absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know, when, when, you're, when you're going through a pandemic, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna you know, hit our goals and you guys just exceeded them and did incredible. And so right now we're aggressively looking for a place to attend and finish and to get our team in, to film, uh, hopefully youth group in there. I think we'll be able to do it. So man, thank you so much for what you're doing. But I'll encourage you, man, make your giving a priority this year. Uh, every dollar on purpose, prayed for, planned for, it's intentional. Uh, me and Diane, I know a lot of you guys, we don't give on accident. Uh, we just take it right off the top, just honor God with our first. That's really uh, the main principle of the Bible. Whatever he gives us, we give a portion back to him. So I encourage you to do that this year. Uh, just make a difference to step up and say, you know what, whatever I'm at, I'm gonna be faithful to do it. Pray for it, be strategic. Uh, we give every single month and it's just like we do it, you know? And so I know God will bless that. And so thank you guys for your faithfulness. Uh, if you wanna give today, there's three ways you can give. You can give online at realifechurchkc.com. You can text the amount to 84321 or give in the giving box in the back. Uh, let's pray. Father God, thanks so much. God, for the faithfulness of your people. God, for moving the needle. God, thank you for every single person who gave any amount towards this. God, that they went from you uh, to we. They became a part of the mission in this season. I pray for more people to come a part of this mission. God, every hand raised, every soul fed, everything that's happened in 20. 
2020 was a result of the generosity of your people. And so, God, I pray for us to be even more generous, God, to be rationally generous, God, that we can make a bigger impact in our city. God, we can advance the kingdom. God, that we can take ground. God, we're warriors in this season. One of the greatest ways that is to be generous. And God, thank you so much for the generosity of everybody that has given to this. God, I pray a blessing on them. God, bless their families. And God, use this to make an impact for eternity. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, what a great first set message series for Warrior. Man, I was just listening to the message. I'm inspired. I can't wait to see who you guys reach out and protect this week through that first spiritual punch. I can't wait to just go to battle with you guys into 2021 as we all become strive to become God's warriors. Hey, if you guys need prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Don't forget, next week, week number two of Warriors, bring your, out your friends and family, 9, 30, and 11. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. See you guys next week.